Well, this is not their planet. I mean, this is not the first planet they've done this to either. So they're a dark influence upon people. They're that little thing in your voice. Uh, I should say they're their little voice inside of your head that's trying to push you to go one way over the other. So they try to, they do the dirty work uh, essentially for a bigger, better thing. You want to roll, you want to ride. We get money, you know the vibe. We stand on them, that ain't no lie. What's going on, y'all? It's Philly Celeb, and you tapped into the Late Night Convo Show. Guess what? Tonight, my guest has been featured on Ancient Aliens, a show I used to watch all the time. She's been featured on the CW's new show, Mysteries Decoded, the newest episode that just came out. You can watch that on the CW. She's the host of The Dark Becomes the Light on iHeartRadio. She's the person who coined the name The Hat Man. The Shadow People. She's the author of the best-selling book, The Secret War. Ladies and gentlemen, today my guest is Heidi Hollis. Can you tell me a little bit about your background, where you grew up at? Because you told me you grew up, well, you said you grew up in a haunted house. I have, yeah. I grew up in a haunted house. That was a crazy situation. I I, I wouldn't recommend it for anybody. Um, But yeah, my house became haunted shortly after my mother passing and uh, uh, pretty quickly after my dad moved in another lady that he was going to marry. So um, yeah, the haunting started then, but you know, I I don't think it was my mom. I honestly feel it was um, something else. You know, there's nothing quite protective like a a mother's love, you know? And when that left, I think uh, everything else was just fair game, you know? Yeah, so I'm sorry to hear that too about your mother. Like, how old were you when this happened? I appreciate it. I was seven years old when she passed. So, okay. What what type of things did you experience like during that haunting? Oh gosh, poundings, things moving on their own, uh, apparitions. Uh, yeah, just just nuts. I mean, the worst one was having a, an organ playing by itself, and uh, that was Christmas morning, Christmas Day actually, and it was. Uh, you know, how do you, how do you like get that in your head? You know, you're sitting here watching something and, and we just couldn't decipher it. And it was uh, my future stepmother's um, organ and we weren't familiar with it. And it just started pounding, playing by itself. And we'd seen old time Western movies before. We're like, they have automatic playing pianos. And we're like, oh, we asked our soon to be stepbrother, like, what? how's it do that? You know, and he's like, it doesn't. And that's when it just like sank in, like, oh, we are dealing with something else. And, you know, screen, ram, locked ourselves in the bathroom. And um, I got tossed out of the bathroom. We were sitting in there for a long time. This thing was was pounding away. And, and my older sister, who wasn't the most nicest person, said, oh, it's too crowded in here. Somebody's got to get out. And uh, there I went and I confronted this thing. I took it, like, to task because I was like, you know, I'm going to lock this thing up so it'll stop making this sound, you know? And... I was successful, but then uh, soon after that, the um, keyboards uh, stopped playing. The, my sister's new Christmas toy started playing by itself, and I went to take the batteries out, and there weren't any batteries. So it's, I couldn't stop it. It was 
It was a horrifying experience. Now, at the time, did your father or did your uh, stepmother, did she, did she, did they experience that too? Or only? They, they both uh, were out of the house at the time. Uh, my siblings and I, we experienced it together. So my two sisters, future stepbrother, we experienced that together. Um, later on, my dad and stepmom experienced stuff so much so that they uh, decided to build a brand new house where nobody had ever lived before. So they wouldn't have to deal with any more hauntings. Okay, <laughs> I understand that. So was that your yeah. first? Was that your first paranormal experience? It, you know what? It was the first one that came to mind, but uh, it wasn't until ten years later that I realized I had others, um, and one of them was absolutely crazy, just crazy. Um, I had an experience that. Um, I, it's it's strange. It, it like hid the memory from me and my sister, and uh, I mean I could tell you about it if you want. This is oh craziness. yes, definitely. I definitely would like that. My audience would love that too. Uh, <laughs> well, it, so my mom was still alive, so I had to be at least six, uh, six years old, and my sister had to be um, four or, or five, and um, so we're like told to go get our brother for dinner you know we're close in age so we're competing racing up the stairs to go get him first and and we go to we're not even close to his bedroom we got up the stairs we looked down the hallway and out of my dad my, my brother's bedroom came this robotic toy clown that came out of his bedroom and did a 90 degree angle turn straight at us you know we're like this is so neat you know and it starts coming closer to us we're like we didn't have anything remote control and, and we'd never seen this toy before we're like you know so we start you know running towards it to go play with it first and um that's when we got this horrible feeling just horror just overcame us and we turned to run from it and my sister keisha i she's younger than me <laughs> she was in front of me closest to that clown toy toy clown I don't know how she got past me to turn and run the opposite direction, but we both started to run away from this thing. And it was like the the feeling of sheer terror, this horror hitting us. And uh, it was like, it's not like as if it was draining us, it was. And as we we're running, we were literally moving in slow motion. It sounds so crazy, but we're running in slow motion. And she got past me, and she got to the top of the stairs, started going down the stairs, and I watched her lose consciousness in the middle of the stairs and fall in slow motion. And I passed out at the top of the stairs. And um, it was weird. You know, my mother picked her up at the bottom of the stairs and asked no questions. I woke up later, at the, still at the top of the stairs, and we just never spoke of it. Now, flash forward 10 years later, I'm walking through the kitchen at the new house, and uh, <laughs> I said to my sister Keisha, I said, hey, you remember when we were kids and that toy clown came after us? And I don't know why the memory hit me. It was just out of nowhere. She looked at me with such terror in her eyes. She goes, I thought that was a dream. I thought that was a dream. And I was like, we do not share dreams. I said, you go over there and you draw what you saw, and I'll go over here and draw what I saw. And we both drew the same thing. And uh, it was as if this thing was levitating coming towards and um talk about not liking clowns you know <laughs> we had to deal with something like that it was horrifying it was horrifying so would that be like uh, the most scariest thing that you experienced paranormal or have you experienced anything more terrorizing than that in your lifetime
Whoa, 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 I know the conversation's getting a little spooky for y'all. Make sure y'all sleep with your lights on and cuddle up with your teddy bears or whatever y'all do. But also, while you're doing that, make sure you like, subscribe, share, comment, and fave this joint. Search Philly Celeb Studios on all streaming platforms, Spotify, YouTube, Google, all of that shit. Anybody that got a streaming platform, just search Philly Celeb Studios. And while you at it, make sure you search for Heidi Hollis. Make sure you purchase her books. Make sure you listen to her podcast because you might have some paranormal shit going on and you don't know how to stop it, but she got a way to help you. Make sure you tap in. I had some really positive experiences that were... um... You know, they're not as thrilling to people because people love to be scared. And it's like, look, I deal in demons and the devil. I'm the person who named shadow people and I named Hatman. Um, so anything that you see out there, if you don't see my face on it, I didn't make it. And people just ripping it off. But, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a black woman and uh, that's to be expected to an extent. But come on now. No, no, I understand. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, it's just been a little crazy, but uh, so I'm trying to make sure that I'm I'm making sure the proper uh, information is put out there because it's causing harm when people put out um, information that isn't quite what it should be. And when you put 99% of the truth and then you put that one percent of false information. I'm getting emails saying, why did you do a show like that? I'm like, I didn't do a show or this film. I'm like, that's not mine. You know, what is going on? So the distortion of the truth, it's just kind of like the UFO phenomenon. It's, uh, you know, they put out a little dab here and a little dab there. And if uh, they're telling you a lie, you know, it, it, it causes people to be steered in the wrong direction. And that's what's going on with my information on these two phenomena. And um, there's a reason behind everything. You got to wonder why that is. So, um, but it's, uh, you know, when it comes to the more positive stuff, this is not a topic that people really want to talk on so much. I've had encounters with something beyond belief and it was Jesus, literally, literally. And I was a skeptic. You wrote a book about that, right? I did, but I was a skeptic. I first wrote a book about how if Jesus were around, I think I would have seen him by now. I was that much of a skeptic of Jesus popping up for people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> that's so that's how, how, how much of a skeptic I was. So I had to rewrite that chapter because just before I put that book out is when I saw him the first time. And, you know, I wasn't a churchgoer. I still am not. Um not a Bible thumper. I believe Jesus was a historical figure that was said to come back. I knew he died for us. You know, I knew I had the memorized stuff, but I, I didn't know how deep it all went and um, really changed everything for me when he showed up. And um, yeah, I had to sing a different tune and uh, figure it out. So how did, how did you meet Jesus? Like, how did he come to you? And like, when did he come to you? Oh, man, that's a whole lot. I could tell you the whole book. <laughs> no, don't tell us the whole book. We're going we're gonna to check it out, but it just give us like you yeah. know, a little brief synopsis. Yeah, well, I mean, he showed up several times, and uh, it wasn't like, uh, you know, I've, I've heard of people saying, oh, I saw Jesus, and they have a, a book and a half of quotes from him. I'm like, I don't know. He wasn't that chatty. Uh, <laughs> he showed up, and... Um, you know, the first time it was, it was surreal. It's like, I, I don't know what kind of other place this was that I was in, but it wasn't here and it wasn't 
on the other side quite either. So uh, the scenario for the first time um, is quite quite dramatic the way that it took place. I, I was in college, I had to come home uh, from work. I went to, to work at five in the morning to like 12 noon or something. And then I'd go and go to class or, or, or internship. And um, so I came home from work and I would, I would take a nap before I go to my class or whatever. So I'd go to work and I came back and I told my roommate, I said, oh, turn the TV down. I'm going to take a quick nap. Oh, okay. And uh, so I'd go to lay down on the bed and, you know, you, you get yourself situated. You move your pillow, you move your blanket or something like that. I went to lay on the bed and I fell off the bed. Mm. Boom. I was like, oh, how did I miss the bed? <laughs> and I was like, get myself off the floor. I'm like, that's crazy. I know I was just swinging my legs around to get off the bed. And, and I'm looking around and I am not in my bedroom. And I'm like, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm like, I'm in front of my parents' house and I don't know how I got here. And I, I'm like, it, it, it was it was so, um, just as real as I'm sitting here talking to you, sitting in my office, you know, I'm like, it, I, I was standing there trying to explain away how I got there in my head. Like, okay, I was planning to meet a, a family friend here. I, I, I know I was going to come, but, I don't remember how I got here, so I'm like, and, and my family friend's name was Quincy, and um, and it, I looked down, my parents had a long driveway, and they're kind of out in the country, and I was like, uh, look down the driveway, and I see this man walking towards the house, and at the end of the driveway, and I was like, oh, yep, here comes Quincy now, yep, that's him, and then all of a sudden, this wave of recognition just smacked me, and I just put my face in my hands, like, oh, my you know like is this who I think this is and he got close and he got right near me and I'm palming my face and he goes hello like he's going to talk about the weather or something he's just really friendly and casual and I'm still palming my face and I'm like hello you know being my silly self and, and he goes do you know who I am if you knew who I was you would not hesitate to say it and I was like oh he's gonna call my bluff like he's gonna make me say it and I pulled my hands away from my face and I was stuttering I'm like whoa whoa whoa, whoa. You, 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 you're Jesus I don't speak Spanish <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I called him Jesus I, I mean and when I, I looked up at him he said yes I am and I looked and I saw the flowing white robes and, and, and everything and uh, the bright sun behind his head shadowing his face and and he started talking about his life and how so much uh, needed to be done and what he was aiming to do and all this stuff and in the meantime I am sitting there going oh my gosh I'm really here <laughs> like I'm looking around I'm touching the ground I'm like hold on why is the ground so t so close to me and that's when I realized I was on my knees and didn't remember going on my knees. And as I'm kind of flipping out in my own head about this, he, I realized he got quiet. I feel like a kid that hasn't been paying attention in class type of thing. And, and, I, and I'm touching the ground with my left hand. I look up at him and, I, and I'm stuttering again. And I'm like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> you know? And, uh, and he's like, first, you need to show us some things. And he said, you need to finish writing your book. 
And that was the book I was writing on the topic of shadow people and hat man phenomenon. And uh, he said, don't worry what others say, know that I'll be there to give you the words. And uh, so I, before I, and that meant a lot to me because I was really painfully shy where I, I didn't even do presentations in college. Like I just wouldn't, I would make sure I'd get my, my high A's. So I would get that subtraction of not doing my presentation and just deal with it. Cause I wasn't going to do it. So when he said, I'll be there to give you the words, um, you know, I, before I do anything, before I do a radio show, before I speak somewhere, I always look to the heavens and I'm like, you promised me you give me the words. And now I'm holding you to it, you know, because I have nothing to say. <laughs> I have nothing mm-hmm. to say. So, um, yeah, so it was powerful. And, and uh, you know, he changed everything for me. Now, did he did he look traditional, like how people, like from the paintings and everything, what did he look like physically? Uh, well, that's uh, always a question that I get. It's like, well, was he white? <laughs> I'll tell you, Quincy is not white. <laughs> and that's. <laughs> That's who I thought he was. Quincy is a black man. Uh, I could tell you that uh, uh, the skin color was not as pale as people depict him to be. I could tell you had some color to his skin, but that's not what I was focused on. You know, um, I was focused on the love that came off from him was immense. And um, it's, it's hard to describe feeling love tickles from the inside out that just move you. And people are like, did you test the spirit to make sure it was him? I'm like, look, I could have been blind and seen it was him because every cell in my body screamed, it's Jesus, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So I didn't have to question this to test the spirit. You would recognize him if you are part of his, uh, his uh, mission, I guess you say, you know, his side of the fence because I sure had no doubts and you just don't, not in the presence of him. No. Okay. Cause I, I was watching something and you were saying that, uh, your mission was too, was like saving souls. Like you here to save souls. I'm sorry. I was watching, I, I was watching an interview with you and you were saying like one of your missions is to save souls. Yeah, that is, uh, you know, a lot of people want to try to save the planet and, recycle and all this stuff and that's great but um the ultimate thing worth saving here are the souls it's the people and uh, i know that people are uh, you know not understanding because they hardly regard they even have a soul but uh that's the main part this planet recycles itself it's just what it does you know we could try to save it ourselves but that's <laughs> this planet ain't going nowhere it's millions of years old we're the hot mess on it and uh our souls are needing to yeah, kind of move and, and evolve as well. Humankind does. Uh, who are you? So who are you saving the souls from? Well, it isn't uh, anything no. positive. <laughs> no, I want, the, yeah. huh? no, I just want you to answer. That's I know. I, I know. <laughs> Go ahead, yeah, yeah. No, there's, there's a, you know, there's, there's a negative influence on this planet. There's a negative influence. People call it demons, the devil, you know, all I need to know is what side of the fence it's on. They're they're connected, but they don't work well with each other either. But uh, you know, anything that is against God, against Jesus, um, anything is against humankind. Uh, shadow people are like minions. Yeah, we make a cartoon of it, but minions are demons. And uh, Hatman, if he talks, I hope you never hear his voice because he will tell you he's the devil. 
and people in the thousands, if not the millions, have spoken about this revelation of him showing up all over the place. Uh, so uh, he's he's um, the battle is going on right now. People are so concerned, waiting for uh, something appearing in the sky. And I'm like, I'm getting emails from people who said, I thought I was going to die last night. That thing showed up and pulled my soul out of my chest and laughed at me. And then they have to pretend to go to work and be okay while we're sitting here trying to figure out if we have a soul. But this person felt their soul being yanked out. And, uh, you know, we've got a major problem. So it's it's something that people need to be made aware of so they can better prepare themselves, too. It's, um, you know, so it's like it's not. It's not entertainment. No, <laughs> it's not. Uh, it's not a scare fact, you know, uh, tactic. It's. It is all about uh, trying to wake people up to the threat that is looming and lingering. And it's not just a possibility you'll be met with this stuff. It's a threat that you will be because it's it's coming, unfortunately. Okay. Now you're the author, and you coined the phrase "the hat man and the shadow people." Uh, you kind of, like you kind of answered some of my questions I was gonna ask you about that, but we can still go back into it. Like, yeah. what? Like, all right, I'm gonna start with the shadow people because I do remember uh, watching an interview with you when you were saying that you, when you first heard about the hat man, you thought he was a shadow person, but yeah. you realize it's a separate entity. But like, who are the shadow people? You, you, I know you said they're the minions. Like, who are mm-hmm. the? Sh- where do they come from, and like, what do they want? Well, this is not their planet. I mean, this is not the first planet they've done this to do either. So they're a dark influence upon people. They're that little thing in your voice. Uh, I should say they're their little voice inside of your head that's trying to push you to go one way over the other. So they try to, they do the dirty work uh, essentially for uh, bigger, badder things, but they suck too. I mean, <laughs> they are, um, you know, they, they like to just bully people. They like to pin them down. They like to make them feel helpless and uh, cause harm in that way. But then, of course, there's, uh, you know, the ones that they work for mostly is a hat man. Hat man is something that is a thing that wears a three-piece suit, trench coat, or um, cape. Sometimes he wears a hat. Sometimes he doesn't. His hat does change. His outfit can change as well. And um, he's he's out for uh, like any any bad human, you know. They want the power, they want the land, they want the people. They want to say they owned it and they did it and they they got that. And uh, they're building an army. They're building an army. So, so, so testing, like, it's low down. It's very human of them, but it's happening. <laughs> okay. So like it can like can a hat man like possess people? Like I'm guessing the shadow man, the shadow people can possess people. Can a hat man do that too? Oh, yeah. I mean, he could do that and do worse, but, you know, well, I mean, he could just direct one of his minions to do it, you know? He's got things to do, people to destroy. (laughs) But, yeah, he likes to go in and and take a closer look at people's souls and laugh at it and say horrible things to them, do horrible things to them. I mean, it's, uh, it's it's, it's as bad as you can imagine. Anything that you can imagine, he has done it to men, women, children. And especially children. He likes to try to break them in young so they lose all hope, become depressed, become dependent on drugs and alcohol or lose interest in school because nobody believes them what's going on. I mean, he's horrible. He's horrible. I mean, his job is to destroy, and he's been uh, pretty good at it so far. So how do people... I'm sorry. I was going to say, how do people, like, conjure up these things or, like, summon, summon like, the shadow people or the hat man? 
Oh, that's nothing I would ever talk about or suggest. So I, I'm not even going to go. Oh yeah, there. no, no, not so, not for not yeah. to influence people to do it, but you know, all right, I got you, I got you. No, I yeah, just wanted to. Yeah, know. it's like there's people that ask me that, believe it or not. It's like, how can I get them to come and talk to? Oh me? no, 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 I don't want that. I don't want that to happen. <laughs> no, no, I just wonder, like, if it's like certain types of people that it attaches that they come to and uh-huh. speak to. That's what I wanted to know. But yeah, not on the people. No, I got you. So a lot of people, um, they get. Uh, this they think that's because they did something horrible that they get this thing attached to them. And uh, it can be that, but nine times out of ten, it's because they are a bright light. Imagine that. There's mm. somebody that is inclined to be um, talented, uh, artistic, creative, and uh, might even be able to see other things, you know, and uh, be psychic. So uh, that's more attractive to these negative things because they want to stomp out that light. They don't want that here. So, um, yeah, so I've had so many people's like, I am a good Christian. I do this. I volunteer. I'm like, oh, you must, oh, you are a prize to be had. Take it as a compliment. They're working so hard to get you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Is there, would you be able to give a, like tips or advice for people that are dealing with these entities, like how to get rid of them or get them away from yeah. them? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's probably the number one thing that people need to realize is uh, these things come creeping around when you ain't looking, when you're down on your luck, when you're sick, when you're ill, when you're dying, when you're sleeping, because they can't take you on for who you are. Know that. Know that. The human potential is something to be handled. Uh, They can't handle it. They got to paralyze you if you move. I mean, (laughs) it's kind of kind of silly when you think about it. It's like, oh, we got them now. Oh boy, you you threw an army at this person. One person to take them down. That's that's something else. So know that know your strength, know your power. But number one, know that the name of Jesus brings them to their knees. I don't care if it's an alien. I don't care if it's a shadow being or a hat man. The name of Jesus gets get that out, or even thank him, and it will leave. And have no doubts in that. And if you got an infestation of them just everywhere. You have to bless your home. And I'm not talking about calling up the local pastor because this isn't his home. So why was he? You can't go on his faith. You got to go on your own. So going through and blessing it yourself. And I do have on my Facebook group, it pinned there for people to, uh, uh, in my shadow people and hat man experiencer group on Facebook, I have it pinned there where people can uh, learn how to bless their space. But also... If they go to shadowfolks.com and uh, they write me, I will send it to them. And if you have a story, if you've experienced something, anything out of the ordinary, because I've got books on everything from angels to aliens, shadow people to hat men. If they have experienced something out of the ordinary, they're more than welcome to uh, write me and tell me what's going on. And I will give them some level-headed advice on it. Um, I'm a host on uh, Coast to Coast AM's uh, Paranormal Podcast Network. So my show is called Dark Becomes Light, and I will address their stuff there on the show. And if people see me on uh, social media, I'm always pretty open. Uh, You know, if I can jump on the line with people, I will. It is hard sometimes, but, you know, send me a message. I always try to reply to people. Okay, okay. I I appreciate that, and I appreciate having you on here. I had, like, one, one more question. Like mm-hmm. slight topic, but you were recently on uh, Mysteries Decoded with uh, Jennifer Marshall. Yes. Yes. Uh, the the Werewolf of Arkansas, correct? 
Uh, that is Kentucky. Oh, Kentucky. I'm sorry. The <laughs> uh, werewolf of Kentucky. I was just watching it on the CW uh, earlier. I did. I just yeah. found out about that today. Oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm humbled that you've, you've been listening to my interviews on the show. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, Jennifer Marshall is truly, truly uh, got her stuff together. And um, I like her approach. And I like that, you know, she's objective, but she pays attention. She listens. She doesn't bash people. She doesn't try to cause harm. She wants to, she wants to believe, <laughs> she wants yeah. to believe, you know? So, uh, I had a good time on there. I got to present, um, the werewolves of Kentucky and, uh, you know, they have a dog man issue going on over there where something's attacking the livestock. Uh, witnesses uh, spoke on the show. Some really cool, um, revelations happen. I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but if you go to the CW app, it is a hundred percent free to watch all the shows there and, uh, check it out. It's, uh, episode three, season two. And, um, I mean, the evidence is overwhelming, absolutely overwhelming. So that's another, uh, cryptids and cryptozoology. It's another area that I like to go into at times. Okay. When you, so when filming a show, how many days did y'all film? Oh, gosh, that was, well, see, we started at the beginning of the pandemic, right? Okay, okay. <laughs> and then uh, we got that big gap in between, and then we finished it like a year later almost. It was it was insane. So uh, it, was, uh, it was a few days. It was a few days that we did that. So And it was, it was on, you know, on the set and live and, you know, so much, so much took place. And, um, they didn't get it all in there. And honestly, I was, it, I'm a person that puts a lot of faith into the experiencer and their reasonings for stepping forward. And the witnesses that we had, uh, you know, there's a reason. And, and it was to make a difference. It wasn't to, uh, you know, have a party or parade or make money. It was to help the next person that's seen something like that. And I've seen something myself. So, um, you know, it's, it's something to... Uh, to acknowledge and to respect when people are brave enough to step forward because it is bravery. Yeah. I, I, I remember watching the interview with you when you were saying, like, people being ridiculed could possibly cause them to be, you know, isolate themselves, cause depression, even become suicidal. And it's good to just that they coming out and saying things, but that's real brave of them to do that. I know. I am really humbled that you paid attention to all this stuff, I swear, because, uh, yeah, honestly, over the years, the people, they they lose their families, they get divorced, they're called crazy in the court trying to have visiting rights to see their kids. It's crazy what they do to people who step forward on this stuff and, and sit alone in it, too. Like, they can't even roll over in bed and tell their their husband or wife, like I just saw something and it changed everything. And nope, you know it's held against them. And uh, you, if people that are truly passionate in this field, you will find that they a lot of them have these types of stories. For me, I could care less what other people think because I know I, I trust my senses. Mm-hmm. I trust my myself. I trust that uh, you know if I could be sane and everything else in my life, I'm okay di- uh, diving into these topics as well. I don't. I don't uh, question, you know, suddenly I'm just wrong. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's important. It's important. And it's important that we all step up too to help protect people that are dealing with these things, you know? Yeah. It, it's like, imagine, imagine, since when is abduction okay? People say they've been abducted by aliens and, 
and you know absolutely violated and people have a good laugh and and these people have been abused in every manner you can imagine sometimes and um you know something's got to change we can't keep doing this to each other no you're right about that and speaking of abduction i had i did have one more question i forgot to ask you what do you what do you believe happens to missing people? Because I was watching you talk about that too. Just people missing people. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's definitely a problem. I was told by I've had alien contact. I've never been abducted, but beings that uh, came and talked to me and my college roommate, um, who said, you know, not everybody is brought back. You know, sometimes they are considered uh, uh, an experiment or food. I mean, it's it's nasty. It's just nasty what some of them do. Um, and people have, have reportedly seen people in these giant tubes. And, you know, why do they have them in these tubes? And, and, and threaten things, like especially reptilian-type beings. They're horrible, the stuff that they do to people. So sometimes they're taken off planet. Sometimes, uh, you know, other abuses happen to them. They're made to breed. Um, yeah, I mean, how many, how many people are missing? We never find them. You know, or, or this, you know, the, the Bigfoot, the missing 411, uh, you know, Bigfoot, if the Bigfoot was sighted in the area and somebody goes missing, guess what? You can't go in there trying to search for the person. You can't go in there with search dogs either. Suddenly we got this really heightened presence of uh, almost like a military uh, operation going on. Mm-hmm. Something's, something's happening and uh, we got to wake up and we the people are supposed to run this this thing and we're not. And it's, it's horrible.